Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of First Thessalonians. Today is episode 367. We're going to First Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 17 through 20. Let's read a passage. But as for us, brothers and sisters, after we were forced to leave you for a short time, in person, not in heart, we greatly desired and made every effort to return and see you face to face. So we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. For who is our hope or joy or crown of boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? Is it not you? Indeed, you are our glory and joy. Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica. This is on his second missionary trip. He entered Europe up at uh, the area near Philippi. Philippi was the first major city they went to. They were arrested and jailed there, but released miraculously. But, But because of the resistance of the people of the city. They were asked to leave. Then they went to Thessalonica, the second major city they were at. The Jews there created an uproar, disturbance, and they were forced to leave there. Then they traveled on down to Athens and then to Corinth. From Athens, Paul sent Timothy back to Thessalonica, and then Timothy rejoined Paul when Paul was in Corinth. Silas rejoined them too. We don't know if Silas had gone to Thessalonica or not. And based on the report that Paul's gotten from Timothy, he's sending this letter. There's been criticism of Paul in Thessalonica. People are accusing him of just being another itinerant preacher, trying to bilk people, trying to get something from them. And Paul's been arguing that, no, that's not the case. And they know it because they were the participants in the way everything that happened there. They saw things with their own eyes. They know what Paul was doing. They know what Paul was up to. Then he started making some comments about the people creating the trouble. That is, these Jewish people. There's, this is not like the Jews who are creating problem in Galatia. Those were Jewish Christians, and their challenge was that Okay, Christ is the Messiah, but he's the Jewish Messiah. And if you want to be a Christian, you must become a Jew and follow the law of Moses. These people created trouble in Thessalonica. These are Jews, not Christians. Their challenge is that Paul's speaking to Gentiles and saying that Gentiles can have a relationship with God. And and so their, their whole problem is really not about Christ. It's just about dealing with Gentiles. He's spoken rather pointedly about these Jewish people, and now he's going to talk about them in contrast to the people that are creating the trouble in Thessalonica. So verse 17, he says, but as for us, so this is in contrast, he's been talking about the the Jewish persecutors. He says, but as for us, brothers and sisters, after we were forced to leave you for a short time, In person, not in heart. Well, pause there. So he's referring to him again as brothers. Now this translation says brothers and sisters. Uh, The word is brothers there, but he's referring to his siblings in Christ. It says we were forced to leave you. Now the word here literally means 
make an orphan. And so the, the idea there is we were orphaned from you. Now, that's kind of awkward, but what he means is, yeah, we were forced to break off our relationship with you and, and leave town. And it was because of the persecution there. We were forced to leave you for a short time. Again, the, the word literally here is a season of an hour. Well, we know this is a figure of speech. He doesn't mean 60 minutes. He means a short season, a short period of time. He clarifies that, that we were separated from you. We were orphaned from you for a short season, but it was just physically. We're physically separated from you, not emotionally separated from you. We're still connected at a heart level with you, even though we're not there in person. He goes on and says, we, we greatly desired and made every effort to return and see you face to face. This is strong language here, and, and the words are correct, but the, the nuances here are, this means strong. He says we greatly desired. It, it's not just a, we wanted to, but we greatly, it does mean we greatly desired and made every effort. So it's a strong language saying, now if we could get around to it, we'd get back to see you. But he said, no, 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 we really badly wanted to see you. And we tried hard to get up there to see you face to face. Verse 18. He says, so we wanted to come to you, even I, Paul, time and again, but Satan hindered us. So he, he says, we wanted to come see you. And, and remember, he's addressing this letter to the Thessalonians, and he says it's from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. He says, we wanted. Now, we do know Timothy did go to see them. Paul sent Timothy. And I would put my money on Silas did too, because as we read in Acts, Silas and Timothy rejoined Paul in Corinth. Now, maybe Paul sent Silas somewhere else, but we really don't know. But we do know Timothy was there. But he's making the point here, I, Paul, really wanted to see you. Yeah, I sent Timothy. Timothy was able to go, but I wasn't. And it wasn't because I couldn't be bothered. It wasn't because I'm too high and mighty and too important to make that trip. It was, he says, Satan hindered us. Now, he doesn't say why. He doesn't say what happened, how Satan hindered him. Probably the Thessalonians knew, understood, whether it was because of the persecution or a sickness or, or whatever. But for some reason, Paul was not able to go back to Thessalonica. We tried, wasn't able to do it. In verse 19, he's now speaking about them. He's, he's spoken about the, the Jewish persecution, about the Jews. He's spoken now about the apostles, Paul, Timothy, and Silas. Now he's speaking about the Thessalonians. Verse 19, for who is our hope or joy or crown of boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming? This is almost a rhetorical question. He answers it at the end of verse 19. He says, is it not you? So the question, who? It's you. He refers to him as hope or joy or crown. Now, when he uses the word or here, he doesn't mean either or. It's functioning more like an and. So he's not saying, well, you're either a hope or a joy or a crown. He's saying you're all of these things. 
hope, joy, and crown. Now, crown, there's two words in Greek that get translated as crown. One is diadem, and it means a royal crown, like a king would wear. We have a hymn, bring forth the royal diadem. That's to, to crown Jesus as, as the king of kings. The other is Stephani, and that is, word gets translated as crown, but it's the, the idea there is more like a, a woven wreath or laurel like an athlete would receive for winning an athletic competition. Be there more sign of winning. And that's the word that's used here. So the idea of crown here is not a royal crown. It's a, a victorious crown, a, a crown of winning the race, winning the contest. And winning the contest would be something to boast about. But here he's talking about boasting in the presence of our Lord Jesus at his coming. Well, the, the idea here, Paul's talking about, when Jesus returns, what do we have to boast about? You. You, your lives, the fact that you came to faith and lived lives of faith for Jesus Christ. Now, the word, Lord Jesus, at his coming, the word Greek word here is parousia. And that's an important word. Because this is the first time in Christian literature that you see this word used to refer to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now remember, this is fairly early in the scheme of Christian literature. This is only Paul's second letter. So this is some, one of the earlier actual pieces of Christian literature that we have. And so this word gets translated as coming, literally means presence. But the fact that we're looking forward to his presence is not present now. A good translation is coming. He will come and then be with us. But the word parousia, it, it's a, this has become an actual technical word. So if you read Christian academic literature, it talks about the parousia. It's referring to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And this is where we first see this word used right here as Paul's referring to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So he says, well, who is this? Well, it's you. And then verse 20, indeed, you are our glory and joy. And this is in the context of referring to when Jesus returns. What is it that we will have to glory about? That is, what is it that will make us proud? And what is it that will make us happy? Give us our joy. It's your lives. As we think about that in, in our own ministry, as we think about what does it have to be proud of, too often we, we think more in organizational terms. I, I began this ministry with my bare hands and built it to a big ministry, or I accomplished this or accomplished that. Really, at the end, in the final count, it's not how big something was, how impressive something was, but actually the lives that were changed. Were lives transformed? Did people come to Christ, grow in Christ, and have transformed lives for the kingdom of God? That's what we'll really celebrate when Jesus returns. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Thessalonians 5.16.